And today we live in a world where we are in a massive financial revolution, right? We are in a situation where the, the blockchain and cryptography and cryptocurrency has opened up a jillion opportunities for people to make significant returns. Your portfolio is something you need to be dedicated to. Now you may think, well, I don't have a lot of money. To do. Well, a hundred bucks a month, a hundred bucks a month over a, a lifetime is hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Invested well, it's millions of dollars. You're listening to The Man Maker Show. Welcome to season one with your host, Brad Walgamon. This podcast is all about becoming a better man for ourselves and the people around us. So if you enjoy this episode, whether you're on your way to work or mowing the lawn, make sure to share this with somebody, like, and subscribe. Well, I hope you're ready, because here we go. Welcome back to the Man Maker Show. Hope you're doing awesome. Bradley Wogamot coming to you once again with another episode. Hope you're doing incredible. Hope you're loving this. I'm loving it. It's great to take some stuff in my heart. Share it with y'all. Does something good inside of me. I hope it's doing something good inside of you. Talk to you tonight about generating wealth. Making some money. Probably people's favorite subject, right? I think it's a reality that if we're going to be a man, we got to make some money. Now, I don't think the amount of money you have makes you a better man. But I think the pursuit of creating wealth for your family creates a better man. There's a lot to it. There's a lot around it. There's a lot of things you got to work through. I'm going to do my best to kind of give it to you short and sweet, give it to you in a way that maybe you can make some adjustments in the way you work and the way you think and how you're going about things. We got to create some wealth. We want to take care of our families. I have a lot of people say things like, well, you know, money's not that important to me. And I'm like, well, then what is? And I'm not going to argue with what is. And they'll say things like my family. I say, okay, great. I totally am on board with that. Um, how do you, how do you <laughs> intend to take care of your family. If your family's most important, there's a saying, if you don't sacrifice for the ones you love, the ones you love end up making the sacrifice. You wanna put your kids in the best education? It's gonna take some money. You wanna live in a safe, quality neighborhood? It's gonna take some money. You wanna put your family in a safe car? It's gonna take some money. All right, I hear a lot of people, well, I buy a car based on gas mileage. I don't, that's the last thing I look at, why? Because cars that get great gas mileage usually are very light, they don't have the impact ability. I want to be in a car that if I'm in an accident, I know I win or I'm bigger. I don't want to be in a car accident. I don't intend to be in a car accident, but it happens. And if I want my family safe, I'm going to put them in a big car to get terrible gas mileage. It's going to take some money for the gas. It's going to take some money for a big car, right? To make you a better man, no, but I want to provide a better life, right? My wife is the most important human being on this planet. How am I going to show her? And there's a lot of ways to show my wife my love and I can talk about that in later episodes, but one way is to give her freedom. So she doesn't have to have the stress of having to go to work. Create enough wealth that my wife doesn't have to work. She's able to be mommy, wife, provider, lover, volunteer. A lot of things she can do. She doesn't have to go out and spend 50 hours a week at a job. I don't want my wife to have to get dressed up for someone else at work. I want to get dressed up for me. That sounds may sound weird, but I don't want her to have to leave me 50 hours a week to make money. I want to do so well. I'm not saying that she can't work. Don't get me wrong. If my wife wants to work, she can. I just found that if I offer her a trip around the world like we've been, did a around the world trip, we just kept flying 
where we go? We went east. We went to New York, and then we went into Europe, and then we went into Dubai, and the Middle East, and then we went out to Australia, and Japan, and Fiji, and came back around, stopped in Hawaii, ended up back in Seattle. Guess what? That's expensive. I, I can't imagine my wife saying, you know, Brad, that sounds really great, but I'm really into my job, and I... I just don't think I want to do a trip like that. I don't want to go stay at the Grand Wailea. You know, I, I'd rather be at my job. I, if that's the case, I might need to meet the boss because maybe there's a problem. Now, that may sound a little weird, but take it for what it's worth. I want to be the king of my house, which means I am the provider, right? I want to be a humble servant to my family. I want to give them the best opportunities in life. And the best opportunity is when I'm available. So I gotta find a way to create my time. The challenge in the world today is you either have a lot of money and you have no time because you're working and working and working or you have lots of time and you're not working so you don't have any money and there's a problem. How do you have your cake and eat it too? Well, you have to have a strategy for that. And so there's three types of income and I wanna encourage you to make all three work for you to a point where you can dump one. The first way of making money is we'll call it the active income model and that's where you trade your time for money. Whether that be owning a business and you're grinding away, building your company, making profits, or you're working for somebody else, but you're trading your hours for dollars. If you're a lawyer making three, four, five, six hundred bucks an hour, if you're a surgeon making thousands of dollars an hour, or you're working at, at Boeing and you're you know, building aircraft, you're trading your time for money. Now, that's the lowest form of income generation, but it's important because it pays the bills, but it will never get you freedom. You might make enough money to job that your wife doesn't have to work and you can provide proper education, but the price they pay is you're working all the time. You don't have a chance to really be the dad you want to be. You don't get a chance to coach the Little League. You don't have a chance to, to go on these amazing trips and volunteer your time and do the things that really matter. I want to I wanna live a life where my value system is matched with my effort. The things I ma that I value the most get the most amount of my time. If my walk with God is the most important thing, well, how do I have the time to do that? How can I share that? How can I serve? How can I make a greater impact? How can I help expand the kingdom? Well, I mean, those are important things to me. And if I'm so busy making a living, I have time to make a difference. Well, that's a problem. So the active income is important. And, and so to talk about that, I, I really want to I challenge you to make as much money as you can with the intention of dumping that situation so it doesn't run the rest of your life. But there will be a season of your life. There are three seasons of wealth development, and there are three ways of making money. The first season of wealth development is called the accumulation season, and that's when you're going to accumulate your wealth. We'll talk about the second two seasons in a minute, but the accumulation season for most people is 10, 20, 30 years. If you can expedite things by making the second two ways of making money, you can shorten that by decades if you work hard enough and are in the right situations. I was able to get economically free while I didn't have to answer the man in my 20s. And I've run businesses ever since, but I've always run business with the intention that they ran themselves. So the idea of, of, a, of an active income is it needs to be preparing you to develop the second form of income. Whatever that job is, whatever that business is, do your best. Be early, stay late, do the extra work, demand as much money as you can by adding value. Don't demand it because you've been there one year, two years, three years, five years, expect your raises. Make them have to pay you more money or you're leaving because you're so valuable that it's worth them to give you hundreds of thousands of dollars or you leave and take your talent to the competition. Make yourself unreplaceable. Make yourself so valuable that they have to keep giving you wage increases. And in doing so, develop the mindset of success, the mindset of prosperity, the mindset of wealth generation so that you can develop your second income. And that's a passive income. A passive income 
and you know, that's a common term today, but basically what it means is you've developed something that the money comes in, but it doesn't continue to control your time. Uh, the internet has opened up hundreds of opportunities for businesses to scale in a way that they can duplicate themselves. If you're a trainer, they make a video and they can put people on a subscription basis on videos you've created and generated. You know, teach, do music lessons and, and scale it and, and sell it on a subscription basis. There's been many businesses that have shifted from an active, do something, get something, to a passive where they set something in motion, get a subscription income, and it pays again and again and again. The software industry is now called SaaS, right? Software as a service, to where instead of paying 10, 20, 50, $100,000 for a software package, you pay a monthly amount, and you get a subscription model. The company has repetitive income on something they've already developed. And this is, is super common. You're gonna see cars as a service coming soon to where it doesn't make sense in a lot of cases to own a depreciating asset. So cars is a service where you're gonna pay X amount a month and you can change that car every year, every two, every five or 10, but you don't have to keep make, doing the maintenance because cars as a service is gonna be a real thing. Probably be cars we don't even drive soon enough. They just show up, you just get on your app, I'm leaving at 615, 612, the car shows up, driverless, and you get in, and away you go, cars as a service. There are so many different models. You look at what Apple's done, and they built a whole store that does billions of dollars in revenue for passive income models. You pay a subscription for your cell phone, you pay a subscription for your internet, you pay a subscription for your insurance, you pay a subscription maybe for your medical. I have a private medical provider. It's a kind of a boutique style, and I pay X amount per month, every month, whether I use or not. But they're available 24-7. I don't need to wait in line. I can call them up and get direct access. I've paid for that. Doctoring medical attention as a service. There's so many of them. Find something that you can scale or a business you can build that pays you month after month, year after year for something you set in motion. Maybe it's training. Look at what, like an Anthony Robbins. There are all these great trainers out there. And they have these models where you watch their videos and their audios and you learn their skills and you go out there and apply that and build a company that creates dynamic wealth. They've scaled themselves to create a passive income. A lot of people think real estate is a passive income. In, in, in a lot of ways it is, but it takes a lot of money to make a lot of money in real estate. So a lot of people can't play. But it is a way to create passive income by having lots of rentals. I have a lot of different pieces of real estate and they pay nicely, but you gotta have the money to pay to play. And that's usually something that prohibits people from getting involved. If you've got a skill, find a way to scale it. Maybe you teach yoga, create yoga instruction. Maybe you teach meditation. Maybe you teach languages. Uh, a friend of mine um, learned uh, Mandarin and created a whole educational program to teach Mandarin to English students and to teach English to Mandarin students and sold a software package and it goes subscription and make money month after month after month after month. There, there are dozens if not hundreds if not thousands of ways to create a passive income where you do the work once and get paid multiple times. Ideally, you create something that pays you three or four ways for doing the same thing. It wasn't that long ago I, I uh, built a log cabin and when I looked at log cabin companies, I, I met the one I, I chose, they had a company that fell the trees. They had a company that prepared the logs for the cabins. They had a company that sharpened and repaired chainsaws. They had a company that built doors and windows for log cabins. They had a company that did the, the chinking, the, the white stuff in between the logs. They had an installation company. They were all separate companies. When you ordered a building, they had four or five different revenue sources on the same thing. So maybe you teach a business 
and you get paid for mentorship. And while it runs a business, you get some kind of overrides residuals on the franchise or the business you develop. There are lots of ways to do this. Research it. If you have an active income, it's probably consuming all your time. It will consume your time until you can't give it time anymore. You reach a, a, a point where you maximize how much you can get per hour. If you create passive and it's scalable, it's unlimited income as long as you can continue to scale it around the world in different languages in different situations. So be committed to be the best at your active. Be committed to find a way to generate some form of an ongoing passive income that comes in month after month, year after year, because you set it in motion. It's so good that people are willing to pay a monthly retainer to use that particular service or skill that you develop. When you've done those two well, then you can move into the third type of income, and that's portfolio income. And today we live in a world where we are in a massive financial revolution, right? We are in a situation where the, the blockchain and cryptography and cryptocurrency has opened up a jillion opportunities for people to make significant returns. If you've been an active investor and you bought stocks like Amazon or Apple or Facebook or any of these big fang stocks as they call them, and you invested well, they generated a lot of long-term wealth. You bought real estate and it goes up in appreciation. Your portfolio is something you need to be dedicated to. Now you may think, well, I don't have a lot of money. To do. Well, a hundred bucks a month. A hundred bucks a month over a, a lifetime is hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Invested well, it's millions of dollars. Understand, I, I, uh, who was it called? Like the fifth natural wonder of finance. And that is the power of compounding income, that it makes money on money on money on money. And I know it sounds to some people like a real dream, but it starts off doing a budget when you don't have any money. You wanna be a man, you wanna lead your family, you wanna be significant, you're gonna have to create some wealth. It's kind of difficult to do when you, when you don't have any money. Now, I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying, I wanna be able to live my life with my family, not be so busy making a living, I don't have a chance to invest into them. I want to be my wife's best friend and, and lover and provider and a king and something she, she's proud to be around, honored to be by my side because I am honored and blessed and proud to be by her side. But if I'm gone all the time, that's difficult. So you need to find a way to generate money from your money. When you've got your passive going right, you get your portfolio going right, then you can dump the active income because you won't need it. When I put six, seven, eight months in a row of my paycheck in the bank and never needed to touch that money, I realized I didn't need it anymore. My, my passive income and my portfolio income had gotten to a place where I, it was silly for me to continue to leave my family 50, 60, 70 hours a week in a lot of cases to keep making the money when I really didn't need it. But you gotta get yourself in the place. So it's that mindset, it's that hard work, it's that determination, it's that study, it's that willing to do the hard things. It's willing to take the risk that someone may disagree with you or laugh at you or think you're silly or you'll never make it. I mean. I can be honest with you, if, if I had, you know, I don't know, a couple bucks for every person said I won't make it, uh, I, I would have a lot of money because a lot of people said I'd never make it. I didn't go to college. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I'm a hard freaking worker and I'm willing to listen and sit at the feet of wealthy people and say, what did you do? How did you do it? Can you teach me? If not, can I learn it? Give me the right book. Give me the right school. Tell me what I need to do so I can get through. If you have that mindset, when my ship comes in, I'm going to sail on it. I'm going to go for it. Why? because I want to be generous with my treasure. I want to be generous with my time. I want to be generous with my talent. I want to finish my life well. As we move in this 
first season of accumulation. It's about wealth development. The second season that we're going to move into is the preservation season. And I think this is important that your development is all along the way, but there are, there are lots of instruments to help preserve your wealth. You know, initially you get life insurance and you get health insurance and you get car insurance, right? You preserve your wealth in case things go bad. Learning how to create LLCs, learning how to create a trust, learning how to create skip generation, uh, pass through trust, learning how to put your money in a place where it impacts generations from now because of the wealth you've generated. The, the, the preservation of your wealth, the government will take everything you've got. If you have millions when you pass, they're gonna take like half. You gotta find a way to, to, to protect that. So the money goes to the people you worked hard for, not the guy who has hand in your pocket, is trying to take that money. There are lots of tools and there are incredible professionals. I am not a financial planner. This is not financial advice. I'm here to give you a basic outline then you gotta go out and find the tools. And I'll, I'll teach them the tools a little bit later, later on, but it's, it's accumulation and preservation when I'm in the active, passive, and portfolio wealth development season. Guys, you're gonna have to work hard. You're gonna have to sacrifice. If you don't, what's the alternative? Work hard the rest of your life. 40, 50 hours a week is hard work. I mean, it's not that hard. Well, relative to 70, 80, it's not. But when you work 30, 40, 50 years, the average person only lives about two years post-retirement. How sad is that? The golden age of 24 months. That's ridiculous. But it's because people never took the season of accumulation seriously to get all three wealth-generating tools going for you. Obviously, you got to develop budgets. And we'll talk about how to have a bucket plan to generate wealth to save wealth and put it in the proper way so that you have enough to pay your bills, to do some investing, to make sure your emergency go. Well, we'll talk about that later. But right now, I'm challenging you, smash it in your active income. Develop a side hustle that has a, has a, a passive income model tied to it. And thirdly, learn to invest any surplus. Take 20 to 40% of your, of your income and invest it. If, if, it's going to be dependent based on your risk tolerance and your time horizon. How much can you risk in, and not have it freak you out? If you are don't sleep well because you're worried about losing your money, then put it into things like bonds or super secure, long, large, multi-billion dollar, one trillion dollar companies. They're going to be around for the next 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. Right? If you're a little more cavalier, well, the crypto industry might be for you. It has wild ups and wild downs. I've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars and made hundreds of thousands of dollars in a 12-month period of time because of the risk involved. The banking industry is going through a revolution. There's good guys and there's bad guys. If you get in a crypto project and it's bad guys, you're going to get ripped off. If you get a passive project with great people and great model and strong ethics, it's ridiculous to look at the, the multitudes of, of, of wealth that you can create, the accumulation, that compounded income. So when we're in the accumulation, and then we're in the preservation, the third stage is where I really want you to get to, and that's the distribution season of your life. And that's where you're gonna basically take the rest of your life and dedicate it to giving it away. I love what Christopher Columbus said. He called it his financial theory for life. He said, study as much as you can, work as much as you can, and mentor as many people as you possibly can and give it all the way, all your T's. I mean, you can't take anything with you other than your soul, 
when you get to meet Jesus and go to heaven. So empty the coffers. Set up funds. Set up things in the hospitals. Set your kids up in a way where they have to work for it because if you just give it to them, it's probably going to ruin them. Find a way that as they have certain thresholds of development and breakthrough and impact that they start, you start releasing funds to them so it doesn't wreck them. But give them a, a, a really solid financial incentive for certain levels of achievement. I like, I've heard stories about people that pay their kids you know, five bucks for a book they read, 10 bucks for a book they finish, 100 bucks for every seminar they go to, where they, they motivate them economically to advance their mind. So you study as much as you can, you work as much as you can, and you mentor as many as you can. This allows you, as you move into distribution, your goal is to take everything you've got and give it away. When I'm done with the Manmaker program, which will probably take years, if not the rest of my life, I want to have everything that has been blessed into my brain, my heart, my body, soul, my pockets, and I want to give it all away. I want you to have it. I want you to own it, but I want you to expand it. I want you to get on my shoulders and go to lands I couldn't see. I want you to do things I couldn't dream of. If I can teach you how to break through, if I can teach you how to reach higher, if I can teach you to confess more, if you can partner with the principles of prosperity, then guess what? It, you're going to win. You're going to win. It doesn't take luck. It takes determination and grit, and that's part of being a man. Not sitting around and, and hoping it all works out. Now, you can disagree with me if you want, but I know this much. If I want to bless people in my life, I need to have those four T's working for me. And one of those is going to be my treasures. Create an education program. Create something where you create a scholarship fund for your mom or dad and they pass away in their name. One of the things that Pete Carroll does with all the players that play for the Seahawks, he has every one of them set up a nonprofit, whether it be building homes in Haiti or working with kids in inner city or supporting black uh, universities or working with people that have been you know, through burn victims or people been through cancer or post-traumatic stuff. They and challenge and encourage every player to have something that they play for. There's a thing called home field advantage in the sport world. What is that? What is that? Are you playing downhill? Do you get a, the referees on your side? Hope not. Is the wind always blowing at your back? No, you switch sides. What is home field advantage? You're playing for the people in the stands. They mean something to you. It's your city, it's your community, it's your friend, your family, your girl. You've got this deep level of I am going to win for them. I got a greater cause than just my own achievement. I wanna make an impact, and I'm gonna tell you something. You wanna empty the tanks? You will when you've got something to fight for and die for and lay it down. Something far greater than you. Something that can only be done if you take that shot. So the idea of this final season of your life that you'll get to many years from now is to have a goal to take the rest of your life and give it away through your knowledge, through your wealth, through your generosity, through your spirit, your soul, your love. I don't know if you've noticed this, but it seems as though as people get older, they get grumpier. And I think it's because they get so self-absorbed. I've heard someone say that aging is the aggressive pursuit of comfort. Oh, that hit me like a ton of bricks here. Now I heard that because really, as we get older, we don't want to try harder. We don't want to be hot or cold. We don't want to sweat. We don't want to grind. We want things to, you go on a vacation and you want your vacation to look exactly like where you live. You just want comfort. I don't believe that. I, that's why I do ice baths. That's why I jump in a frozen lake. I want to pursue discomfort because that's where growth, that's where breakthrough, that's where excellence, that's where the one in a million situations happen. 
Put yourself in the position to pursue discomfort and watch your body grow. You don't put less weights in the bar, you put more weights in the bar. Do not be in this aggressive pursuit of comfort. I get it, I understand it, but you're not gonna find what you're looking for. I can remember at Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, big family dinners. This is how it almost always went. The broke guys, and I, I, it sounds terrible to say that, but guys that weren't winning economically or in their life, dinner's over, burp, head to the TV, and watch a ball game or movie. Meanwhile, the person that made the meal, the servant of the family, is doing all the dishes, all the cleanup, and you guys are arguing who the better quarterback is. But in almost every situation I've been in, there was a wealthy family member, and I was blown away to see this. It was that man or that woman that said, ladies, sit down, I got this. I'm doing the dishes, I'm scrubbing it, I'm cleaning up, let them all enjoy the game, you girls do what you're gonna do, whatever you wanna do, I'm, it's my turn to serve. I, can I challenge you? The next time you're at a family dinner, tell them to sit down and you do the dishes. You be the servant. You be the person that is gonna distribute your wisdom, your wealth, your generosity, and making their life easier. Don't you dare eat that big meal and run away. Do your part. You're gonna find, when I've done this, and <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I don't want to. I wanna watch a ball game. I wanna you know, scratch my belly and enjoy my big meal. But every time, I do the dishes, I scrub the pots and pans, I love the dishwasher, I put it in the Mexican refrigerator. I get so much love, right? There's so much gratitude. I mean, maybe it sounds weird, but you know, I get thanked a thousand times. Like, oh my gosh, that's so nice, I can't believe it. No one ever does this. I'm like, I feel like a better man because I'm serving and I'm grateful with my time to show them thank you. When I was growing up, and there was four of us in the household. Mom would you know, work for a half hour, hour, whatever, to make the meal. We'd grind it down, and as soon as we were done, boom, we're off to watch the TV. And I'd watch my mom, because she'd be the last person to sit down, because she served everybody else, and she'd eat her meal, and most time, by herself. And this maybe sound a little bit self-serving, but I recognize that. And I loved to sit down with my mom, and talk to her, until she was done with dinner, and say, okay, mom, I'll help you do the dishes. And don't, don't get me wrong, I wasn't a saint. But when I made those choices as I matured through life, man, did I live richly, and so will you. And this is the generosity of prosperity. This is the distribution season of your life. Distribution comes in all the ways. We talked about the four T's of generosity. Apply them in your life. So how's this gonna work? You gotta win at your job. You gotta develop something that's giving you some passive so you can dump the job. Be disciplined in your budget and put money aside so you get the portfolio going so that you can get rid of those other things that are sucking your life up so you can put your time in the things that matter the most. My God, my wife, my children, my community. If I don't have time to serve them and care for them because I'm so busy making a living, how am I really gonna make a difference? I know I'd rather watch the movie, but when I'm done not watching the movie and I help them, I feel way better about myself than I would have if I sat there and watched a show. There's something about distributing your confidence, your time, living in that season after accumulation, preservation, taking care of business, protecting your assets, and then look to give it away in ways that it benefits people's lives. Active, passive, 
portfolio, accumulation, preservation, distribution. Put those to work over the next 5, 10, 20 years, and you are going to be blown away by not only the wealth, but the real wealth, the real wealth, the happy spirit, the happy soul, the great marriages, the great friends, the internal confidence. You want to avoid aging? Learn to serve. Learn to be generous. Learn to be happy. Learn to be kind. Don't get stuck in your ways. Don't be a grumpy old man. Don't just be a taker. Be a server. Be a giver. It'll keep you young. It's the fountain of youth when you've learned to use your life, use your wealth to serve others. Does that make sense? I hope it sounds fun because it is. <laughs> but I'm telling you, the feedback, the return, the law of reciprocity, the sowing and reaping, the benefits that come to you far outweigh the price you had to pay. I want to see you get wealthy. I want to see you get free. I want to see you stay healthy so that you can impact people for the rest of your life and that the message of your life, right, is something that echoes into eternity. What we do in this life is what people will talk about in the future. Not the cars you had, not the house you lived in, but the lives that you impacted. We won't talk about your car or your home or your clothing. We will talk about how you lived. And that's what a man is. You want to be a man? Attack it. Understand those fundamentals. Put them to work for you. And I can't wait to hear your story. I may only hear it in heaven, but hope that I hear it here. All right, guys. Man, make her out. Let's go. God bless you. See you soon.